Well, this is uh, this is a fortuitous occasion, isn't it, Mark? One would say uh, uh, adventurous, if you will. This is uh, this is a new project, isn't it? Yes, we are venturing forth. You and I, the propane brothers of the Dangle Podcast, Mark and Johnny, we're here not yeah. to speak of that sweet, sweet C3H8, but something different and more scientific. Johnny, what are we doing? God's gas. Uh, so, Mark, you and I kind of teased this uh, a few weeks ago on our, our now, for at least until a reboot, finished dang old podcast. Uh, so I'm, I'm guessing we've got a couple of holdovers from that. Welcome to our new project here. Uh, Mark and I teased this a few weeks ago and said that this we, we were going to do a new project set somewhere in Colorado this time instead of Texas because, you know, we get tired of making fun of Texans every now and then. Um, and uh, I decided to kind of take the reins here, and this is going to go a little bit different than our previous project. Uh, I am going to introduce Mark to the wonders of the Venture Brothers, Adult Swim's, Ad- <laughs> Adult Swim's Venture Brothers. Uh, this is a show that uh, just recently officially got its finale in the form of a movie. Uh, it's been going since the mid-2000s. It's part of a golden era of Adult Swim. So we're going to start this this uh, in an interesting way. We'll, we'll give you guys a little background on where we are as far as Venture Brothers is concerned, what we know about it, what we don't know about it, why we picked it, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and we'll kind of go on from there, like what, what, what our episodes are going to look like and things like that. Um, Mark, what do you know about the Venture Brothers? Tell me, tell me a little bit about your background knowledge of this show. Um, literally nothing. I know it was an Adult Swim deal. Uh, I saw it and I thought it was one of those dumb shows that were nothing like Space Ghost Coast to Coast or Sea Lab because I was a really dumb kid. Okay. And I just missed uh, Venture Bros. And then, like, got into the, whatever you would call them, the, the, the pretty cartoons of Adult Swim later on <laughs> with, like, Metalocalypse, where, you know, they, like, yes. had an animation budget. Um, and then I watched some with you in college and past that, I know nothing at all. Okay. I mean, that's, that's as good as place as any to, to start out. Right. I know like, uh, if, if all of you eagle eyed, eagle eyed, eagle eared listeners out there will <laughs> know that Mark has at least watched one episode because we did a really cool crossover episode with, uh, us and our good buddy, Brad, where we talked about some animated TV shows from, uh, Adult Swim. Uh, I do believe that was on what podcast again, Mark? Oh, that's right. The Two Wizards. Yeah, the Two Wizards podcast. Yeah, the Two Wizards. Uh, so I know you've seen at least one. And for me, I, I want to yeah. say I picked that one specifically to show you because it was a good introduction to a lot of different characters. Um, but that was also like six months ago or more. I doubt you remember the one single episode of 20 Minutes you watched six months ago. Yeah, no, something about Brock in the bathroom. That's about it. <laughs> I uh, I picked this one, folks, because I have a lot to say about the Venture Brothers. Uh, not as much as Mark and I had to say about Dang Old Podcast, but I will safely say I've watched through Venture Brothers at least four times. Uh, I'm currently donning one of my Venture Brothers T-shirt of the Month Club T-shirts. It's got a bunch of different Hanks on it. I'm a tremendous fan of it. Uh, it took a while. like It was a very slow burn for me to, to like it. Uh, like you, I saw it and I went, I don't think this is for me. I don't smoke enough weed to find this stuff funny. Like, it, for that factor, I think I've watched maybe one episode of all time of Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and that was out around the same time. Yeah. So it was just, yeah, there was there was a huge hole there. 
And mm-hmm. I picked it up in, l- later on, uh, I want to say about maybe three or four years ago. So just as season, maybe, no, maybe about five years ago. It was just as season seven, their final official television season was wrapping up. Uh, I picked it up and I went, okay, let's let's give this a try. Let's, let's try and chug through the, more than the first three episodes for a chance and see if this is any good. And hey, needless to say, that first run through was basically me getting baked every night and watching two or three episodes as I fell asleep. And oh man, did I love it. Man, did I love it. <laughs> um, it was a fantastic experience. So uh, you you don't know very much about Venture Brothers. Uh, you're not really versed in a lot of the store, the lore, the story, anything like that, right? Um, I know Brock Samson. I know Form of Mecha Shiva, and I know the David Bowie jokes in the one episode. It's a bit about okay. it's like Space Oddity, whatever. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, I know Doctor Girlfriend sounds like a dude. Um, I don't know. Um, I know that we don't know what a rusty venture is because I've seen enough in those to get the context <laughs> of the joke. Like I know yes. little things. Like I know that it's supposed to be kind of depressing, like inherently kind of a depressing show. Uh, it it has its moments for sure, but it's also got its its wackiness, its zaniness. It's right. very. Uh, if there's action packed sequences in here, um, you start to feel for the characters. No, if, if all you have to go off of is one single David Bowie reference, holy shit. Am I excited to watch a lot of this with you because he is in a lot more than just that one reference, buddy. Um, I, so I guess I, I have a decent, like I said, I've watched through like three or four times at this point. Uh, every time I watch through, I pick up something new. It's one of those shows. I think that they do continuity very well. At, t- at times, but not well at others. Uh, I have a feeling oh this is going to have a better golden thread and well, it's going to have a better golden thread and through line than King of the Hill did. Um, okay. I think it's going to make a bit more sense. There's some there's some stuff. I mean, even here in the pilot, as I was as you and I rewatched it, um, I was noticing and I went, oh, that's cool. Yep, that's that's going to make a, a resurgence or that's going to get called back to or oh, cool. That's a first viewing of this particular like entity or character that's going to come back. So like even from the pilot that nobody saw until uh, ages and ages afterwards when they finally released it on DVD, because the pilot came out a year and a half before the rest of the show was ordered. But yeah, so there's, there's a lot of really cool lore and story building. I'm excited to kind of explore that with you here. Um, All right. So talking a little bit about what, what you can expect from an episode of this. Uh, and Mark, we haven't officially named this yet, so I'm going to drop this here. The, we are the Dang Old Venture Boys. That is our, <laughs> our weekly That is our weekly podcast title, guys. That's what you need to be searching in the feed, and that's boys with a Z, because, well, I'm a smartass, and Mark makes me commit to my smartassery. <laughs> um, uh, guys, our format is going to be similar to that of the Dang Old Podcast. I'm, like I said, I'm sure we've got some holdovers from that that like to just for some reason, like to hear Mark and I talking back and forth to each other. Uh, we're going to be talking about voice actors. That's a big one for us. Um, they have, there's a lot of people that do multiple voices in this show. There's not a lot of guest stars in this show. So really, it's it's not so much pointing out the guest star factor. It's really pointing out moments of really good line delivery, really good jokes, stuff like that. With the exception of this first episode, which after having rewatched it, good God, is that atrocious flash animation. Uh, <laughs> moments of good animation. Like, I, my eyeballs felt strained watching this. 
<laughs> oh, holy shit. Um, we're going to talk about story continuity. We're going to kind of uh, connect some of those invisible threads. If you guys have never watched The Venture Bros, this is a great, great way to start it. Uh, and I say that because I have watched a lot of it, but Mark has watched very little to none of it. So you can mm-hmm. kind of join us in his discovery and your own discovery, and you can make these connections with us as they happen. I'm not going to spoon feed everything to you. I want you to find some of this shit organically because that's the point of all this. I'm going to have a question for you at the end of every episode. At least I'm going to try. We'll see how long it sticks. And it's that at what point does this, if ever, become a favorite Adult Swim show of yours? Okay. Okay. Mark, you're, you're, what's, your, what's your Adult Swim Mount Rushmore or even just top three? Oh, Jesus. Um, Metalocalypse, uh, Harvey Birdman, and Robot Chicken, I think. Mm. And that okay. is subject to switch between... Um, no, you know what, Mount Rushmore? There's four dudes on Rushmore. Um, there is, yes. You get one <laughs> <yeah>. more. <laughs> I get one more. Frisky Dingo. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Wow, no home movies on there. I'm almost offended. I- I don't like home movies. I'll be honest. They make me feel uncomfortable. (laughs) They make so without so you know what? Screw it. We're only ten minutes in. I can devolve into madness here for a second. Absolutely. Um, Please. One summer from college, I worked the uh, overnight at Lowe's as a stalker. So I would have to go into work at three a.m. That's probably what broke my brain initially to where I can't sleep now. But so I would work at three a.m. and home movies would be on at two in the morning when I would get up and I would watch an episode. And then I would go work a job that I really hated and think about the episode that I just watched. And nine times out of ten, I was like, that was uncomfortable and I hate it. Outside of uh, <laughs> okay. Bye Bye Greasy. That's about the only one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm I'm going to give you my four Mount Rushmore here because uh, definitely up there is Venture Bros. That's in my top four. Um, it's up there with Rick and Morty. It's up there with Metalocalypse. And it's... The fourth one is always so hard, right? Like you have to try and, and think about what is it that I really enjoy from this. And I'm I'm I can't say tsunami because tsunami is right. not the same as Adult Swim. Otherwise, I would just tsunami, be like, yeah. cool, it's tsunami. But honestly, I'm gonna take the cheater way out. Do you want to know what I'm gonna say? I do. King of the Hill. King of the Hill is my number four oh. on Adult Swim. <laughs> You. Nope, I prefer King of the Hill reruns to so much shit. There's, I mean, I, there's a lot of stuff on there that I, I watch and it's a passing fancy. There's a lot of stuff I've never even tried because it's not my style of humor. You know, like I, I've tried China, Illinois. I like China, Illinois, but I'm not going to seek it out. It's no. not going to be my favorite thing in the world. It has its moments, but not. Well, when you say favorite yeah. thing in the world, I think you're. I think the thing you're hitting on is what do you watch and you can continuously watch and really enjoy. So I think really. Yes. Yeah, King of the Hill is the best representation therein. Where like you can watch I don't know cuz I like um like Moral Oral, but I can't watch it. It's I can watch like one episode every 6 months. I really love uh Xavier Renegade <laughs> Angel, but I can't I will never watch okay. that shit again. I'll only watch that when it gets reposted on Reddit and shit. Like I'm not gonna go seek right. those things out. I will watch King of the Hill. I will watch Metalocalypse. So yeah, that makes sense what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Like and, and I'm I'm not trying to talk shit on stuff, but usually I'm I'm telling you right now, if it's live action on uh, Adult Swim, I'm probably not going to enjoy it. Also, are you okay, buddy? I choked on coffee. <coughs> like a pencil. Wouldn't be a high hammock production if Mark didn't choke on something. Oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> usually dicks. Sorry. Oh. Um. 
<laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, like. Thanks, Julie. <laughs> you choked on penis. Um, Mark, we're you gonna ask at the end of each, uh, each episode if 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 uh, Venture Bros has reclaimed or taken a taken one of those Rushmore spots from you. Um, because I really genuinely think that this show has the potential. If you're gonna go through it with me, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little biased here. Obviously, you're gonna see it through some of my lens, but I think you're gonna find some of this very very funny. And it might just overtake some of that stuff. Um, and lastly, I don't think it's very fair to give it the same uh, same ranking system as we did with our dang old podcast, right, Mark? Because that's based off of if you and I like an, like an episode, um, if and we're both experts on the episode. So that's what it's kind of based off. I of. agree. So I thought of a different way of doing this. Okay. And I think it's a bit more applicable, especially to, to some of our listeners out there. And it's basically... In order to enjoy this episode, how up do you have to be? Like, how high slash drunk do you need to be to really enjoy this episode? Because if you have to be like three sheets to the wind and barely conscious, it's probably not a very good episode, right? Okay. But there are other episodes that's like, okay, if you have a, a drop of alcohol or a single hit, you're going to miss shit. And so it's actually going to hurt you. Oh, to, to I imbibe, see. I see. So you shouldn't. Be. Okay. Okay. So it's not so yes. much like, oh, what do we think of it? It's a more of a like, how does this rate against the like grand scale of it? I like that. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. So uh, I call it our substance use ranking and it's going to break down as, uh, you know, I must have my weed to enjoy this. Uh, it helps to be drunk to enjoy this. Uh, it's a fun addition. That's our, our middleman there. Because... Uh, you know, what show doesn't have a fun edition? Uh, some of these are just not necessary, but could happen. And then there, there are some of our best episodes that tie is hurts to indulge. Uh, all you listeners out there, we're very curious. Um, you, we're, Mark and I, we're, we're going to engage with you as, as much and as often as you really want, probably, uh, with this, just like we did with Dangle Podcast. I'm very curious to see if you watch this episode and you are <laughs> up. Was it good, bad, or better? All right. <laughs> so... Yeah, um, Mark. What what else do we got to say here before we jump in? Because we're gonna do our we're just gonna do the pilot today for you folks. Um, that way you can kind of get a get a taste of what the uh, Dangle Venture Boys is all about. I I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I I don't know. Should we just say go Team Venture Boys and then make the V with our fingers and like point them in a direction that we think the other one might be in? So long as you don't say the double D word, Mark, we're into it. <laughs> yep, let's uh, let's let's go team venture, guys. All right, well, everybody, let's tune into our communicator watches for episode one, the terrible secret of Turtle Bay. This is actually season one, episode zero, our pilot for the Venture Bros. Uh, I'm gonna give you guys a, a list of the cast of characters here, and maybe some stuff that Mark would know them from in the real world or just regular acting, voice acting, all that stuff. We're not going to do it every single time because this is a lot of the same cast in every single episode. So there's no real reason to. Uh, but we'll start off here. Mark, does the name James Urbaniak sound familiar at all to you? Yes, but I don't know why. I know that he's a big deal in Adult Swim, right? That's the point. Uh, so he does. I think he does a decent amount of stuff with Adult Swim. He does a yeah. pretty decent amount of acting work in general. Uh, he kind of looks like, um, oh God, what's... Who's the main detective in Twin Peaks? 
You know what actor I'm talking about, right? He was in Portlandia as the, the mayor and... Um, yeah, yeah. I remember from um, the Flintstones movie. Oh my God, I can't think of his name. I, yeah, I want to say Alan Thicke. It's not Alan <laughs> Thicke, but yes. Uh, Kyle, Kyle McLaughlin is your is your guy. Kyle yes, McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin. James, <laughs> James Urbaniak looks like a only slightly more damaged Siamese twin. Like, he looks almost exactly like Kyle McLaughlin. He is our voice oh, of Dr. Venture okay, yeah. uh, in this episode. So he's going to be in for a lot of this. Uh, you would probably know him best. Uh, I don't know how often you watch The Office. You watch The Office well? Uh, a couple times, yeah. Okay. Uh, how well do you remember Dwight's best friend, Rolf? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's in like four or five episodes. That's James Urbaniak. Okay. Yeah. Oh, um, I know. I know why I know the name. Okay, never mind. He's on a podcast that I like. Oh, good. Well, that yeah, makes that's me, why it makes it, it even better. Ring a bell, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, he's our Doctor Venture here, and then we're gonna move on oh, to. Oh shit! Brock and Simpson, he's on and Welcome actually... to Night Vale. That's okay. Wow. Sorry. Keep talking. I totally yes. cut you off. I'm just on his IMDb, and I'm like, oh shit! He's all these podcasts that I listen to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's fantastic. He's a fantastic voice actor. Uh, no, I was actually going to shoot it over to you and tell uh, tell have you tell everybody who your favorite Brock Sampson or Patrick Warburton role is, because everybody knows Patrick Warburton. Um, toss up between his character in Ted, where he's the he okay. runs the uh, rent a car. Or I just like him in Family Guy's Joe. He's really funny. I kept singing that like there's that one bit and he's talking about how like. Joe is singing on his answering machine, and I kept singing that, Joe's on a vacation far away at Amanda. And, like, you know when something irritates somebody so much that they start laughing at it? That's what that was. That entire weekend was <laughs> ruined by me doing Patrick Warburton badly. Oh, okay, okay. I, yeah, I can imagine yeah, yeah. that might irritate your lady just a little bit. Um, just a bit. He has a connection to our next uh, next actor here, Christopher McCullough. Uh, Christopher McCullough does a lot of writing. He doesn't do a lot of voice acting, but a lot of writing here. Uh, he's our voice of Hank Venture, the Monarch, Doctor Girlfriend. Only in this episode, though, um, it gets oh, okay. Doctor Girlfriend gets taken over by a different different person after the uh, after the pilot here. Hydrocephalic child scientists, Mugger number one and two. Lots of different stuff here. Um, lots of writing stuff, but he is connected to Patrick Warburton because he was the writer of The Tick. The animated oh, tick. Yeah. Patrick Warburton was the tick. That's right. <laughs> yes. Well, so, the first there one. There we yeah. go. No, he was the reboot too. Wasn't he the live action reboot tick too? I yeah. believe he was the live action reboot as well. It, it, you can't have the tick without Patrick Warburton. I'm sorry. Yeah, just, that sh- doesn't work. God, that show was amazing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing after okay. this. <laughs> Our next uh, next voice actor here is Michael Sinternaclass. And I believe I'm saying that right. If not, then please don't sue me. Um, he is our Dean Venture here. He's also Otaku Senzuri in this episode. Um, Mark, you would know him, guaranteed you would know him as Utakata in Naruto. Oh, okay. Mr. Bubble Boy. <laughs> yeah, that's really weird. I'm on the fourth, uh, I just started the fourth war and they just reanimated that dude. That's trippy as shit, yep. John. <laughs> Utakata is Michael Sinternaclass. Uh, but he is in so much anime and so much cool shit. Uh, he has such a very good grasp on that uh, that I recognized his name about a week, week and a half ago when I was perusing the internet. He is the voice director for the newest English adaptation of Studio Ghibli's The uh, Boy and the Heron. So Hayao Miyazaki's final film, he's the one who did all of the voice direction for the English dub. Okay. 
he does some other voices and shit, but he got to essentially like uh, direct. Um, oh, what was it? Sparkles McGee. Um, he's the newest Batman. Sparkles McGee. What are you talking about? Oh, oh, uh, the, oh, oh, played... oh, oh, Robert yeah. Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson was... Thank you. Sparkles <laughs> McGee. <laughs> Yes. Sparkles anyway, McGee, he, so new he's, Batman. Thanks, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the new Batman, Sparkles McGee. You, he's in the he's in the new he's in the new uh, uh Hayao Miyazaki, the Studio Ghibli and all that stuff. Uh but uh yeah, Santona Class, he's uh he's really really big in the anime scene. Next, we have Peter McCullough. He uh does the voice of the mummy, Monarch Henchman number 1. I have to imagine he's somewhat related to Christopher McCullough, but he doesn't show up in anything else. Pretty sure this was the last credited thing he had on IMDb. Well, this is the pilot, right? So this is, it's yes. probably just it's probably yeah, it's probably his brother just doing voices for him. Just doing a voice for him. Exactly. And then three years later, um, when it were you know, when it's released, well there his he doesn't want to do it, you know. Right. Uh we also have Richard Liebman Smith as the UN science director. Uh I couldn't find anything else about him. But the last one here is Lisa Hammer. And with a last name like Hammer, and uh I happen to know that one of the big voice actors going forward from the pilot is a guy named Doc Hammer. I have to imagine they're related somehow, uh, but she hmm. plays the prostitute in this episode and she will come back and becomes a series regular. She is the voice of Triana Orpheus. You don't know Triana yet, but you will. And you're going to Oh, the hot love. goth girl. No, I know the hot goth yes. girl. Yeah, I, know, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yes. So that is our cast of characters. Um, Mark, I've got uh, somewhat of a, a long-winded synopsis for you. I'm just going to break okay. down the whole episode unless you want to, but I, I can do this. And so we have an episode opening with Dean and Hank searching for their missing dog, Scamp, only to find out that their dad, super scientist Rusty Venture, has been developing hardier test animals for the cosmetics industry. Poor Scamp, he lost all of his skin. <laughs> Dr. Venture prepares for, pres for a presentation to the UN and the mighty monarch hatches an evil scheme involving meteors from outer space. Doc meets Mr. Senzuri from Japan, an odd-looking fellow who hangs out in the ceiling corners of rooms. The boys unwittingly stop Senzuri, then showcase their sweet J-U-D-O, only before getting chased through the streets by the monarch. They then encounter their first Lady of the Night. Dr. Venture shows his U-Ray, which doesn't go over well at a peace conference, except for Senzuri, who likes it a little too well. That is our episode. It sounds like a bunch of weird shit just happens. Sounds about right, yeah. We are to our segment here, Mark, where we try and describe what a rusty venture is. A rusty venture <laughs> is when you dot dot dot. We're actually not going to try and do that. That'd be very foul. And Mark and I have really warped minds. This is actually our section here where we're going to talk about standout moments and jokes. Mark, what did you have that stood out to you in this episode? <laughs> Well, you see, you can't just say we're not going to do it because as soon as you said it, my mind just <laughs> escalated. But a rusty venture is when you've been partying all night long and, like, you're cleaning up the next day and you pick up a can and it's, like, half full of beer and you open your fridge and there's tomato juice and you pour the beer into the jug of tomato juice, shake it up and drink it. And that's your Bloody Mary hair of the dog. Um, what stood out to me? Um, I really like the art style and the, or not. Okay. I don't like the art style. I like the animation or the, the art in the background. I really like the heavy use of brush strokes. Okay. I like the kind of sixties vibe. Yeah. Big, thick lines. I love it. I wish that we had like talented friends that I could, um, 
exploit to animate shorts for High Hammock. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking about, like, the animation, I think it's really cool the way they did Brock's uh, fight scenes. Because he doesn't do anything. It's just, like, stills of him, you know, putting the alligator in the full Nelson. Or, like, whipping the mummy into the staircase. Um, (laughs) What is... What does Dean say? Ah, oh, he curbed him. Um, <laughs> I really like those little bits. But then also like, dude, Brock skips leg day. Shame, Brock. Shame. Mm. I have that in mind as well. Damn, Brock has some thin pins in those Daisy Dukes. Yep. Yeah, he does. He's got the track team physique. Ooh, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. What are some things that stood out to you? Because I just don't want to like dominate this conversation. No, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, so, I mean, we can always do this as a give and take if you want. Um, I, I have on here uh, just some things I noticed that stood out that Hank and Dean have hover bikes. But what do they have on their hover bikes? They've got baskets with little tiny flowers on them, which is very <laughs> Hank and Dean. Um, I, we have uh, we have Brock here. And, yeah, he's got some thin-ass legs. But also, do you notice what he's listening to in the very end or, like, in the background? It's going to be a, a kind of a through line for Mark or for, wow, for Mark. That's a Freudian slip <laughs> for Brock. I always equate Brock Sampson to you, buddy. Um, and it's because I'll he's listening it, yeah. to, he is listening to a, uh, a parody of a Led Zeppelin song sung by the creators of the show. Uh, Brock Sampson is obsessed with Led Zeppelin. He has a tattoo of Icarus that you'll see later in the series. <laughs> Neat. Yes. So, yeah, there's that. Um, I love the the fact that they animated Scamp not only being completely fine being skinned, but also licking himself. Uh, that seemed like the extra step that we didn't need to see, but I'm glad I did for some reason. Uh, <laughs> this I think this sets the tone really well for the Ventures, for this show, that okay. Doc and the boys and Brock, they're all in the X1, they're jet. They're about to leave for the UN. They're literally on the runway and they see a meteor from outer space crash on their front <laughs> line. And what do they do? They ignore it. They let the dudes in the meteor just like hang out in there. Like, yep, yeah, we'll deal with this shit later. We're going to New York. This We don't have to deal with this. That is so on brand and what you should expect from this show. Like they're going to subvert you. Something ridiculous and crazy is going to happen and they're just going to ignore it or it's not going to be a big deal for some reason because something else, something other stupid banal thing some other way for Rusty to make money is going to be more important. Um, so I got a, I got a con right there, man. Being locked okay. in a meteor with three dudes is a fear I didn't know that I had. So already, <laughs> thanks, dude. Thanks a lot. <laughs> That's it's very true. His what is it, one of those one of the henchmen in there is like, I ha- where do we go, poo poo? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, oh what do we do about food? Never mind that, the poo poo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the poo poo. Oh. Um. This is probably the best, best thing I've ever seen anybody do with a bidet that's not shit related. It is the best bidet joke I've ever seen. The little blast off with the the lunar lander or whatever. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That is that is incredibly funny to me. Like, good on you guys. (laughs) I've got one that I'm definitely going to save for the end, but I got one more for you. And it's uh, I think if you show me a single character on TV that uses a dicky. I'm guaranteed I'm not going to like that character. I'm not supposed to like that character. Like, <laughs> Doc Venture is not a likable person. I, I think of, uh, what is it, Wallowitz in Big Bang Theory. He also wears dickies all the time. It's part of his character's costume. Like, yo, he is not a likable person most of the time. It's like, oh, God. So just the the fact that they animated him in a dickie 
It's just so ridiculous. Uh, I got one more for you, but I want to hear what else you got for uh, for for this. What else? What else stood out to you? Well, so it's weird. You talked about animated Dickie, and I thought of the flipping Dickie, and then I thought of me right the fried rice, which Krusty can't say anymore. <laughs> and then I thought about this ninja voice. Did this ninja sound at oh. all like Arnold Schwarzenegger to you? Because I swear, to God, I don't know if I was losing my mind. But as I was watching it, like. He would say things and he's like, I will go find Dr. Venture. And it wasn't that it, it wasn't that pronounced, but like it didn't it sounded like he was doing a bad Arnold accent and not a bad Japanese accent. And I don't know if I'm insane mm. or if you caught that, but I don't care. No, I he doesn't it was sound very funny. Japanese. No, which I which okay, that's cool. Like uh, you know, there's the accent in the beginning. Okay, it's cool. I like that little bit too in the very beginning. And he like takes the acupuncture pin out of his back, rips it at the dude, and you yeah. think he killed the dude, and then he stands up. Oh man, my neck is better. Thank you, dude. It's a great little bit. Right. No, I think that's pretty much. I think that's up until where we're at. Yeah, I think those are my big standouts. Awesome. I have one line from the monarch that it pretty much solidifies why I'm pretty sure they kept him and made him the the main bad guy here. Because they could do shit like this, and after establishing it in the pilot, it's just accepted. Um, Mark, what did the boys discover with that lady of the night? The fleshy jig of the mommy and daddy dance. That is just the most foul thing I have heard I in that. such a long time. I, like, that I hate it, con. but I love it. <laughs> it grossed me out. I hate it, but I love it. Mommy, oh, daddy it's dance. so good. <laughs> the fleshy jig. Oh, it's so good. So good. Um, I generally like Monarch. He's funny. Like, his dart only works the one time. He keeps trying to use it. Um, but then the best one is <laughs> yes. with the drug dealer. And, you know, he walks up, dope, smoke, coke, and he goes to shoot him. Nah, I'm cool. I'm cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so good. Um, I love Dr. Girlfriend. You don't get to see a lot of her in this episode. But, yeah, she'll she'll definitely, she's a recurring character. You'll see a lot of her. Um, okay, so you didn't have any more standout moments or jokes? Um, I also want to shout out, um, <laughs> Mama Venture didn't raise no fools. We don't have a mom, Hank. And then it just stops. <laughs> it's just deadpan. <laughs> it's like a couple seconds, holds for one second too long and it's uncomfortable. Pick it back up. Yep. And then also, um... It's like Doc Ventures cut down screen into camera and he goes, pretty girls need cosmetics. How do you think they get so pretty? <laughs> Such a 1950s way of looking at yes. that, right? Everybody loves pretty girls. Yeah, and that's what I like so much is because this is where you get that kind of feeling that it's a parody on like Johnny Quest. Yes. Well, yeah. that's a huge piece of this because it's a parody of a lot of different things, but Doc himself is the parody of Johnny Quest. Like they straight up ripped off a Johnny Quest like episode in this episode because there is a whole one where he his dad goes to the UN and tries to show off a thing that ends up destroying a little model village. Like, yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Well, what we're gonna do is we're gonna shift into our parodies and references here that I'm going to blatantly rip off from the wiki. So, guys, if you're a fan <laughs> of the Venture Bros wiki, then you're already going to know a lot of this shit. All right. So their wiki is a little bit better than our, uh, our old friend, the King of the Hill wiki. Uh, it's got our, it's got a list of first appearances. Uh, it's got some connections and it's got cultural references and different bits like that. Uh, so some of our first appearances here, Mark, obviously we have Doc Venture, Hank and Dean Venture, Brock Sampson, our big four. Um, we also have Dr. Girlfriend, the Mighty Monarch, 
Uh, we have his cocoon. We have the first introductions of Pete White and Billy Quizboy, Master Billy Quizboy, excuse me. He is known as the hydrocephalic child scientist. Uh, yeah, yeah, damn water okay. on the brain. That's going to get you. Um, <laughs> we also have the first appearance of General Manhowers. We're going to see him. We have our Mickey Mouse uh, substitute for the Ventureverse, if you will, in Busy Bee. Uh, Roy Brisby and Busy Bee is what, basically, if you think of Disney, that's what it's going to be. And you're going to see a lot of that. Um, okay, we get to cool. see the fluttering horde, the monarch's henchmen in this, which is excellent. And our first appearance of the X-1. Uh, we see Professor Richard Impossible. He's the solar-powered car scientist. Oh, so yeah. Lots, he's, lots yeah, he's supposed different. to be Mr. Fantastic. Reed Richards. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, he's supposed to be Reed Richards. Um, I'm glad that you're you're seeing that here. I'm not going to do any connections into other episodes because that's going to give away like half this shit. But there's a lot of stuff here. Um, so let's it, you, you can stop me if it gives it away. Who's the guy with the white comb over that looks like a bad David Bowie character? That So that is, um, uh, that's Pete White. Pete so White, he's okay. he's also known as albino scientist. You're going to see him with Billy Quizboy. Like the two of them co go together. Yeah, I knew they're kind of like partners or so in crime or something. Yeah. Yes. Um, so our cultural references in this episode, according to the wiki here, is we spot the Chrysler building on uh, in the episode while the boys are running past. They run past it while they're on their way to the UN. Um, officially, in a New York Herald article, we can see if you pause this, the the thing that the Venture Compound is located in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Guys, this <laughs> is one of the reasons I chose to do this, because not many people realize that the Venture Compound's in Colorado Springs. It officially says Fort Ross on another one of my badass t-shirts I got from their t-shirt of the month club. Uh, there is no Fort Ross. What is the name of the military installation in Colorado Springs, Mark? That would be Cheyenne. Well, there's a couple. There's Cheyenne Mountain. There's uh, Kit Carson. There's uh, Shriver Air Base. There, There's a couple, actually. But I think the big one is Cheyenne Mountain, which uh, is the big underground bunker featured in Independence Day that houses NORAD. They have the Dis the Disneyification of Times Square. They show it as yep. being Brisbeefied because there's Bris Busy Bee everywhere. Um, Mark, the UN science director, the guy that has kind of the uh, the fancy schmancy UK accent, does he look like anybody to you? Yeah, not Norman Osborn. <laughs> yep, Norman Osborn. He has the uh, specific hair patterned after Norman Osborn. Um, we have J.G. Thurlwell. A soundtrack in this episode is filled with audio tracks from J.G. Thurlwell. Uh, he does a bunch of different stuff for this. Um, no Vacancy is the theme song for the Venture Brothers. I believe he does that. Something to that okay. effect. Uh, we've got references to Johnny Quest. I already mentioned the one uh, Johnny Quest episode, Calcutta Adventure. Dr. Quest shows his sonic projector crumbling a model city. Uh, but also, the uh, Hank and Dean's dog Scamp is uh, basically a ripoff of Johnny Quest's dog Bandit. Oh, Bandit! Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes. Did you um, watch? Brock did you is... watch Johnny Quest when you were a kid? We should. I don't know if I, I asked did. you this or if we even touched on it. Did no? Okay, I, so did you I, watch I did. the Hanna Barbera or the weird like '90s reboot that had really wonky animation? I watched the 90s reboot because it came on either before, just before, or just after Captain Planet. Because I yeah. was one of those people that watched Captain Planet as well. Who? 
Captain Planet. <laughs> um, Mark, yeah, I was just curious. Brock is watching. Yeah, no, yeah. Brock is watching the X1, and I already mentioned that they're listening to a Led Zeppelin parody. It is officially titled Hobbit Ride to the Midnight Sun of Valhalla. It's performed by Jackson Public <laughs> and Doc Hammer. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. So the creators of the show. Um, we have Mickey Mouse, who is, in fact, Busy Bee in this universe. You already mentioned Mr. Fantastic, Professor Impossible. Um, the Monarch Butterfly, uh, that makes a thing here. The New York Herald's a thing. Ninjas are a thing. Okay. Mark, as somebody who I know used to study Japanese, do you know the the, the silliness of the name Otaku Senzuri? I don't know what Senzuri means, but I know that Otaku is like a... It's like a jab at a person who's a nerd. It's yes. So it's the type is of dude obsession. that you would see these days. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I was gonna say obsession. I was gonna say the type of people you see these yes. days that hyperfixate on a thing, but then also like in America probably have waifu pillows. Yes. So otaku, his first name mixed with sensuri, which means one thousand rubs or male masturbation, is obsessed oh, oh, with masturbating. Oh. Oh, sensor! Oh no, sensory! Oh no! Oh shit! Okay. So future mark, really put, fun it, put little, in an uh, explosion sound effect there. there. Oh my god! Yes. Yes. Oh shit! I'd even take. I I was. Ta- oh shit! Okay, that's terrible. Awesome. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, and then we have let's see here, Turtle Bay. The name of the episode is referenced because Turtle Bay is the Manhattan neighborhood where the UN is located. And did oh, you know? Cool. Okay, so I don't know. I don't know if you noticed this or not, but I was like, oh shit, this is kind of badass. So when Sensuri tries to assassinate Doc Venture with the uh, poison on the string, like he's dripping oh, yeah. His, yeah, the yeah, poison yeah. down to the string, right? Did you realize yeah. that was a reference to a James Bond movie? Um, I didn't know it was a James Bond movie, but I also know that it's a super famous ninja story. I forget the ninja that did it, but there was one that poisoned a feudal lord by running poison down the length of a silk string. Excellent. What's yeah. in uh, the James Bond movie, You Only Live Twice, it, it, he almost died that exact same way. But I went, oh, wow, wow, this okay. is really badass, and now I kind of want to go and watch that. So Okay. Um yeah, so that's our that's our parodies references. Uh, thank you to the Venture Brothers Wiki, where we will uh, bow down and thank you very much for that. Um, but only Mark, this we're time. We're going to move on to our next. We're going to move on to our next segment here. And who's that guild member? Who's, who's that, that guild, guild member? member? Uh, so our our villain of the week uh, is the monarch. Mark, is he a king? Is he a butterfly? Is he smart enough to figure out that monarch means both? We will never know. <laughs> we also have Dr. Girlfriend. <laughs> um, we haven't officially met the OSI or the Guild of Calamitous Intent yet, but they will uh, definitely make their way in here eventually. Uh, the Monarch is going to be a figurehead in this series, so I hope you liked him because he's going to show up a lot and very frequently, especially about midway through season two on. We are to a fun segment here that I get to ask you, Mark, what was Brock's best kill of the week? Was it desecrating the mummy and taking a leak all over him, eviscerating an alligator, or dropping a couch on a crackhead he already threw out of a window? Um, I'm going to say the alligator. No, you know what? It's the door. When he uses the door as a weapon. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yep. 
I love it. I also want to point out, I want to point out, um, if I can take a page from King of the Hill, where, you know, a good King of the Hill episode meant that you learned something. I learned something yes. this week, and that monarch butterflies are, in fact, poisonous, Johnny, because they eat milkweed. Now, that milkweed synthesizes yes. into poison that makes them toxic to other things, but also is super beneficial to the monarch butterfly, which is super beneficial to life here on Earth, but, but also, also... Deer hate it. So if you've got a garden that keeps getting pillaged by deer, well, you plant some milkweed and they stay the hell away, which I thought was super cool. There you go. Shout out to the monarch. He did. His, he read his own Wikipedia page. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, I think we are officially to our very first ranking of this episode. Mark, do we need to break down our rankings real quick or did we do it well enough earlier? Well, wait, what was your favorite Kill the Brock? So this is definitely more of a question for you, but uh, I have oh. to say Desecrating the Mummy. Yeah, no, no, no. I want to know your thoughts on this, too. This is something <laughs> that you've seen before, like the Desecrating yes, the Mummy. Um, but yeah, like you've seen these things before. Marking so, the like, Mummy. You can marinate. Yeah, yeah. I want to know your take yes. on this, too. Okay, so Marking the Mummy. Okay, awesome. I love it. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yes. Yeah, our rating system. Um... You know what, just in case, John, why don't you run through it one more time? Absolutely. So uh, if an episode is uh, absolute total trash, then uh, this is a must-have. Must-have some weed in order to enjoy it. If it's uh, not total trash, but it's really not all that interesting, it helps to be drunk. After that, we have our fun edition, and that episodes are really good on their own, but it's always a little bit better with a little bit more alcohol. After that, that it's not necessary to imbibe at all whatsoever you can watch this stone cold sober at two o'clock in the afternoon and get a lot out of it but finally some of our best episodes are ones where it actually hurts yourself to indulge if you're gonna miss something there's something happening in the background there's a joke that that is very meta if you will uh and it's gonna hurt it's gonna damage you to uh, be a little inebriated to watch this at least the very first time so um, Mark, what do you, what do you feel about, how do you feel about the pilot? And please feel free to be as critical as you want because you have not seen any, anything else really from this show. So this is going to be uh, a good baseline. You know, if you walk into this and say, Hey, I don't know if I like this or not. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. This is a year and a half before the rest of the series premieres. This could be the decision that decides if this ever even gets a, a, a season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that. As a scientist in my own right, um, it's important to establish a baseline. And I think in establishing a baseline, you need to do a thing with no... You got to establish a control group, right? And so I took the pilot as my control group. And I took, I made a point to, number one, not imbibing any substances this morning at 4 a.m. when I watched it. Not just because it was 4 a.m. <laughs> and it seems irresponsible to smoke weed at 4 in the morning. But also because I wanted to see what I thought about this, you know, first thing out of the gate, me experiencing sure. it, you know, clear head with a cup of coffee in me. So I'm going to say that this is a substance unnecessary. This is a this is a fine episode of TV. It's funny. It's going to build some characters. I know that there's things to look forward to. The animation is god awful, but if you consider that they <laughs> did this in Flash, that is so yes. cool. Like as soon as you take that into consideration, remember that this is how the world was running. This would have been what 2001 because it premiered in 2003, you said. So like yes. 2 years before that, man, that's amazing, dude. Like 
these guys are on the, the, the cutting edge of like what the internet was going to be with, you know, new grounds and stuff like that. And they were, they made a pilot for a TV show. And that is so, that is talent that I wish I had, but yeah, no, this is a really cool thing. And yeah, I, I would say that you don't need anything to make this a better, more enjoyable watch. Yeah. Especially, I mean, if you look at through the end, through the lens of we are, this is a, this is a pilot. This is something that we're trying to entice you to, fund an entire full season of. I think it does a pretty good job. Now, I'm going to be a bit more critical because I do have some of that foresight uh, of knowing what comes next and knowing what will be there. And it, by comparison, this is a... It absolutely helps to be a little drunk to watch this episode. For me, at least. Okay. So it's a, it's a little bit different for me. And guys, you're going to have to learn to expect this from Mark and I. We are not going to have very similar ratings, I think, on a lot of these. I mean, we, we might. It depends. Um, but it's really a, somebody who's very seasoned and has watched this versus somebody who is watching it pretty much fresh. So I look at this and I go, wow, the animation is really rough. Some of the characters are not where they're supposed to be. Damn. Some of the models are straight up wrong. Um, the, the monarch does not look like this in any other episode. His costume completely changes. His hunchman's costume completely changes. His, uh, doctor girlfriend ha does not look like she could cut you with her, with her chin. Like bunch of different shit changes within this however for a pilot this is still very funny i had a lot of really good moments and a lot of very authentic venture bros moments in this brock pissing all over the the mummy that's an authentic venture bros moment everybody completely <laughs> ignoring the three dudes jammed up in the meteor that's a perfect venture bros moment um billy quiz boy and everybody else that's a perfect just wonderful wonderful shit so uh, it's a great episode, but it definitely would help to have a little bit of alcohol, I think. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Well, uh, Mark, I think that kind of wraps it up for our our, our discussion here. Um, we're going to be back next week, and we're going to do it the same format as Dangle Podcast. We're going to be back next week with two episodes. Uh, we're going to do it just like Dangle Podcast, where we, you get to hear two of them a week from both Mark and I. Uh, it's going to be a lot of, of good fun, but Mark, uh, just based off of this one, has it just happened to manage to find its way onto your Mount Rushmore yet? Uh, stretch, no, but not, not quite. Okay. No, it was, it was an all right 20 minutes of TV, but it, I'm sorry. It's <laughs> like, come on, man. You can't even touch like the worst, best episodes of Metalocalypse with that. So sorry, guys. <laughs> It's it's true. Honestly, I'm pretty sure the only pilot that that beats all other pilots is Futurama. That's the only one that actually counts. So and fun. the Sopranos. Uh, well, yeah, the Sopranos, but yeah. Uh, anyway, Mark, why don't we get on out of here? Uh, we are are off to do some super science of our own. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Um, Mark, how are we gonna have these uh, lovely fine folks talk to us? Because I have to imagine it's through our previous channels, right? Um, that would be a safe assumption. You can still probably find us on Instagram at the Dangle Podcast, which will presently be changing to the Dangle Venture Boys cast page. Um, the Twitter will probably stay the same, but really the best way to find us if you want to talk to us is by checking out anything or by checking out this show and our other sister shows at High Hammock Radio. We're there. Um, find us there. You can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter, and I'm usually not there because Twitter's terrible and i can only imagine here in the future it's even worse um johnny where can the people find you buddy 
You guys can always reach out and talk to me about uh, the Venture Bros or King of the Hill or whatever animation strikes your fancy for the most part. Uh, I'm also a huge fan of, of Ralph Bakshi, so talk to me about Ralph Bakshi. It's great. Uh, you can always find me on Instagram. I am Krautball. Kraut is the sauerkraut at ball, as in Swedish meatball guys we really want to thank you very much for tuning into this this first episode uh we know it's not the same as dang old podcast we know it's not the same as king of the hill but hopefully you like us well enough to try out a new show if you've never seen it before or maybe maybe we got lucky and you also happen to love the venture brothers so who knows what i have to imagine what if they just liked us what if, there's, what if there's they're just trailer. here what if they hated king of the hill and venture bros but they just liked us it's well then guys don't tell my wife but i might love you back <laughs> i well i know that i love y'all anyway but sure <laughs> all right everybody we will uh, see you next week and always go team venture jiggy